Welcome to the ministry of Reverend Jerry Pino, founder and head pastor of Disciple Nations Church, The Word Please, a 21st century charismatic, apostolic, and an evangelical ministry. Reverend Jerry Pino is passionate about soul winning, working of miracles, and empowering believers to take their rightful place in the world. He believes that Africa must send the gospel of Jesus to every city, town, or village of the world, and thus he is committed in doing by establishing 50,000 churches across the world in his lifetime. He is a gifted teacher of the gospel, a prophet, and an entrepreneur. He is a marketer and an investment banker by profession. He holds an MBA in marketing from the University of Cape Coast, Ghana. Now hear today's word. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that our lives will never be the same. Thank you that we are here to encounter divinity. So our humanity will be transformed. We give you praise. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, take your seats. God bless you. Um, you are welcome to church. Um, this is our life skills service. Amen. And uh, so this service is basically designed. So life skills basically is designed to teach us about life. Now, there are two sides to life. And every one of us must understand. Life is made up of two components. Life is made up of what we can call the spiritual and the physical. Or what we can call the supernatural and the natural. So life is made up of two components. You can decide to either call it the spiritual component and the physical component or the supernatural component or the natural component. Now, it is very important for you to understand that the supernatural rules over the natural or the spiritual rules over the physical. When you only leave the physical aspect of life, you will end up not fulfilling your destiny as defined by God. Now, in our part of the world, we are often made to believe that there are some spiritual forces that fight our progress. And most of the time, when we come for prayer meetings, we say things like, any demonic force that is chasing me from my father's family. Have you prayed that prayer before? Die by fire, by tender. So, we pray this prayer so often to the extent that we end up believing that there are forces that stop us from making progress even after we have come to Christ. There are people who are not making progress because they have been told that there is some old lady in their village who has the destiny of the family in her hands. Can I imagine? Quite recently, an old lady, 90 years plus or something, was killed because a soothsayer said she is a witch. Dr. Mars Muro of Blessed Memory said something. He said that when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. 
It is true that life is made up of the supernatural component and the natural component. But when you fail to fully understand the purpose of the supernatural and the purpose of the natural, you are likely to abuse either the supernatural or the natural. Amen. So it is important that as Christians, we pursue knowledge so that our lives will be driven by knowledge. Amen. So life by design is basically designed to help us as Christians to understand life from God's perspective. Amen. Because whether you like it or not to buy food, you will need money to pay your school fees. When, when it is time for you to pay your school fees, you don't go and pray in tongues, do you? You go to the registrar of the school or the accountant and say, Kabaya, Shaba. In as much as it is good, it makes us feel good, listen to me, it doesn't put food on the table. When you are a nurse and you go to the hospital and a patient comes with a problem, huh? and instead of you to attend to the patient, you start blowing in tongues. It is good to blow in tongues, but when you are done, the patient will still look at you. Yes. Why? Because at the hospital, you are required to bring your skill to bear. Amen. You are expected to bring your skill to bear. So, we learn about the spiritual and then we learn about the physical. Going to school, reading books, and doing all of that is about the physical. Praying, coming to church, paying tithes, giving offering, serving in the church is about the spiritual. Amen? It's about the spiritual. Now, both you're going to school and you're going to work and you're coming to church and paying tithes and giving offering and praying and studying the word come together to make you successful. Are you here? They all come together to make you successful. They all come together. Amen. Psalm 34 verse 6. It says that this poor man called and the Lord heard him. This poor man if the Bible is describing somebody as, as a poor man, then the person was really poor. He said, the way it is even described tells you, say, say, this poor man. It is like me saying that this person too. Say, this poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Give me King James. He said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything. In how many things? In everything. By prayer. And petition with thanksgiving, present your what? Your what? Present your requests to God. When you read this scripture, there are a few things 
that comes to mind. He says that, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So, prayer can be a petition, prayer can be thanksgiving, and prayer can be a request. Prayer can be a petition that you are petitioning God. Like Apostle Paul said about uh, Alexander the Coppersmith. He said he has done him great harm. That may God pay him. Petitioning God. If you read the book of Psalms, most of the time you will see David petitioning God on one matter or the other. So, prayer can be a petition. Prayer can be thanksgiving. And prayer can be a request. Prayer can be a request. Now, I want you to understand that you cannot petition somebody without a purpose. You cannot give thanks without a purpose. When, whenever you are telling somebody thank you, there must be a reason for the thank you. True of us. Thank you. There must be a reason. So if I've done nothing for you and you say, Pastor, thank you, I'll ask you, uh, why, why are you thanking me? Why are you thanking me? Maybe you say, oh, Pastor, because of the sermon you preached. I said, oh, okay. You are welcome. And then there cannot be a request without a purpose. Like in your office, if you are making a request for something, oftentimes you must state the purpose. True of us. Mark eleven twenty four. See, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. I, I, have you seen that one? So the desire then, then becomes your purpose. Is it? Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray. So, when you have a purpose and you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. I want to speak to you on a subject I have entitled, Purpose-driven prayer. It is interesting how the dictionary defines skill. The dictionary defines skill as an ability to do something well. An ability to do something well. So prayer can be a skill. You can be skillful when it comes to prayer. Ability to do something well. Doing something well could also mean that the ability to do something that gives you results. To do something that gives you results. So you can pray in a way and manner that God will answer you. And he will answer you speedily. And I want you to understand that God answers prayers. It is quite unfortunate that most of us believe that until a man of God prays for us, until a man of God gives us an oil anointing oil, until a man of God gives us holy water, 
we will not have answers to our prayer. But can I tell you something? No man of God is a mediator between man and God. Absolutely no one. The Pope is not. The Archbishop is not. The Bishop is not. The Apostle is not. The Pastor is not. The Evangelist is not. The Prophet is not. In fact, Bible says there is only one mediator between God and man. That mediator is Jesus Christ. So I want you to understand that it is possible for you to pray for God to hear and for God to answer. Psalm 34 verse 6 says that this poor man, so I would have thought, why would God answer the prayer of a poor man? Do you know what it means? It means that when it comes to hearing prayers and answering prayers, God is not a respecter of men. He's not. So my question to you is, why is God not answering your prayers? Why is God not answering my prayers? Could there be a reason? Yes. Certainly. In fact, not a reason. There are reasons. The, the, the number one is you don't even pray at all. Some of us only complain about our problems. We don't pray. I am telling you, there is COVID. There is COVID. Huh? There are Christians who have never spent time to pray against COVID. And yet, they are complaining about COVID. They have never spent time to pray. So the kind of Christianity we are practicing today is, is the fast food kind of Christianity. We don't take part in the preparation of the food. So you just come, the food is ready, we serve you, you pay and you go away. It's the same thing. Christians don't pray. Christians don't study the word. Christians don't fast. In fact, there are Christians who have hired men of God and paying them to be praying and fasting for them. I want you to put your hand on your chest and say, I believe God answers prayers. Say, I believe God answers prayers. And as I receive this knowledge, I am trusting God that from today, my prayer life will change and I will begin to receive answers when I pray to God. Say, I believe this. Say, I believe this. And it shall happen in my life. In Jesus' name. God answers prayers. So, prayer can become a skill if you learn to do it well. But, have you noticed that anything that is not a skill it becomes a bit difficult for you when you are doing it? Have you noticed that? As a matter of fact, if something is not your skill, you feel very lazy doing it. One of the reasons why a lot of us feel lazy praying is because we have not developed prayer as a skill. We have not. So let's look at the definition of a purpose according to the Webster Dictionary. It says that purpose is something set up as an object or end to be attained. Purpose, something set up as an object or end to be attained. And then it continues to say intention, resolution, and determination. I love this one. Intention, resolution, and determination. So, prayer must be driven by an intention, a resolution to get something done, and the determination to get answers from what you are praying about. Can I submit to you that prayer without a purpose hardly gets answers? As a matter of fact, without purpose, no great thing is achieved. 
And I've often said to you that never ever live your life without a purpose. Never ever. Never listen to me. Even if you are dating a lady, date the lady with a purpose. If you are going to school, go to school for a purpose. If you are coming to church, why are you in church? Don't just come to church because you must be in church. Come to church with a purpose. That is the only way you can benefit from the things you are doing. Amen? Come to church with a purpose. Don't come to church because somebody is saying that you must come to church, you must come to church, you must come to church. Why are you in church? Because you see, when, when, when you are doing things without a purpose, even when you are getting results, you will know. So, you must pray with a purpose. You must pray with an intention. You must pray with a resolution. And you must pray with a determination. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty four again. King James. He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. Who desires? Who desires? Who? The pastor? God? The prayer leader? Who? You. He said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall receive. It means that purpose precedes prayer. Desire precedes prayer. Resolution precedes prayer. Determination precedes prayer. When you are praying without these days, you are likely not to receive answers. Amen. Are you being blessed? First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 to 10. Purpose-driven prayer. Purpose-driven prayer. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I give birth to him in pain. And so Rebecca said, Are you here with me? It cannot be changed. Because the one who bought her, the one who bought him, the one who carried him in the womb for nine months, named him pain. So who can change it? Like some of us, I was born into a poor home. It cannot change. In my family, there are witches and wizards that consume people's destinies. So even me as I stand here, my destiny has already been consumed. I am just in church. It cannot change. The worst of all is when you meet a prophet who now confirms your fears. Are you here? Are you here? Are you sure? I was, I, was, I was born into this thing. It cannot change. I, I have seen people who believe that their conditions cannot change. Their situation cannot change. So now, Do you know the places we have been to? Bible says that Jabez, go to, go to verse, okay, verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. And so, I can imagine Jabez growing up. And the challenges, the difficulties that he went through. As a matter of fact, by the time Jabez gets to the age of 21, I am sure that people around him might have concluded that this boy, nothing good can come out of his life. Listen, if you are here and you have a questionable background, 
I have good news for you. It can change. You didn't hear me. I said it can change. I said it can change. Do you know why it has not changed so far? It is here. You see, Bible says that as a man thinketh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you think you are, nothing can change it. Anointing oil cannot change it. Holy water cannot change it. As a matter of fact, communion will not change it. The mind is as powerful as your destiny. The mind. Your destiny is powerful, no doubt. Because God made it so. But listen to me. Your mind can deny you access to that glorious destiny that God has prepared for you. Your mind can tell you that there is a lion out there waiting to devour you. Meanwhile, there might not be a lion out there. Your mind. 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 Success and failure happens first in our minds. If you succeed in this world, it will come from your mind. If you fail in this world, it will come from your mind. If you become great, it will come from your mind. If you not become great, it will come from your mind. If you break away from your family yoke and poverty, it will come from your mind. As a matter of fact, if you become prayerful, it will come from your mind. Some of you, you have concluded that my bon pious, I'm not getting results. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Is it his fault? Huh? Is it your fault that you were born into, the family you were born into? Huh? It is not your fault. So because it is not your fault, you can decide to change it. You can. Why can't you? Why can't you? You can. Is it my fault that my father is poor? No. So if it's not my fault, why do I take the blame? I don't have to take the blame. I must take a decision to succeed. If my father failed, I have not failed. Are you here? If my father was poor, I am not poor. Verse 10. Jabez cried out to God, to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me. Now I want you to listen. I'm going to teach you something today that I trust God that if all of us work with it, it will change our lives. I have seen this work in my life. So I can tell you on authority that it works. It works. No, it works. The boy who was named Pain cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you will bless me. He didn't end there. You know, some of us, when we come to God, we pray as if we are having pity on God. That you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Can you imagine? The guy who was named Pain, the guy who was struggling, comes to God and did not just say, Father, take me out of poverty. He said, Bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from this Jabez status from pain. And what happened? And what happened? And what happened? And what happened? 
Listen to me. When you pray a purpose-driven prayer, God grants your petition. When God sees that you are purposeful, when God sees that you are intentional, when God sees that you have a vision and, and you are deliberate about the way you are living your life and the request you even place before him, he grants you. Amen? So, could it be that one of the reasons why God hasn't answered our prayers is because he doesn't see purpose in the way we pray? Some of you, some of you, because we said you should pray. For the past three years, the only prayer you have prayed is the Lord's prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in That is all. Now let me ask you, what, what has this prayer got to do with your purpose? I'm not saying it is not good. Though. The Lord's prayer is only a guide. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, so what kind of daily bread do you want from God this day? Because the kind of daily bread you want is not the kind of daily bread I want. What kind of daily bread do you want? Four things we can learn from Jabez. Number one, he said, that, oh, that you would bless me indeed. He asked the Lord to bless him. This is a prayer of a hungry man who wants more of God. Somebody who is desperate for God's blessings. Prayer of a hungry man. Oh, that you would bless me. Say, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, oh. Tell us, Neniabri, Wamba, Sobediagro. He didn't come to joke. Father, this condition has been with me for far too long. I want your blessing. Now, let me tell you blessing neutralizes cases. Blessing, it neutralizes cases. So bring that condition, that problem before God and say, Father, bless me. Bible did not specify the kind of pain Jabez was in. Do you agree with me? But Jabez says that Father bless me. I have often thought to you that when I'm preaching and I say God bless you, to the one who is trusting God to get married, it means that marriage. To the one who is already married, he doesn't need marriage. The fruit of the womb. So when I say God bless you, people receive it in different ways. To some, it is a job. So when I say God bless you, somebody takes an offering, comes to the altar, and to drop it. It is not child he wants. Even on our three children already. But how to take care of them? So when I say God bless you, he takes a seed and comes to sow. Meaning that I'm going to get enough money to be able to take care of my family. Another person takes money and comes to say, God bless you. The person is single, trusting God to get money. So when I say God bless you, we receive it on different levels. Amen? So if you are in pain, let's say you are sick and you come to God. He said, oh God, Bless me and get me out of this problem. You want God to heal you. Are you here? If I was telling somebody, say, if somebody is sick, eh, about to die, and you tell the person that there is a one million dollar, it will not make sense to him. Because at that material moment, what is important to the person is life. Blessing comes in different forms. But learn to bring your issues before God. Remember that Jabez did not attend a crusade. It was not a church gathering. It was not a fellowship meeting. Jabez 
went all alone to God and he said, Oh God! But what is that? He cried. He cried unto the God of Israel. He cried. You must learn to come before God all alone and put your petitions before God. The way things are going in 2020, if you don't rise up in prayer and pray some purpose-driven prayers, the year will end you without anything. Amen? So you must rise up and begin to pray some prayers. Some of you, you have even forgotten that you had plans. Rise up and go to God in prayer. You've been believing God for healing. It looks like it is delaying. And you, are, you have concluded in your mind that healing cannot happen to you. Who told you? Healing is not happening to you because prayer has not yet happened to you. Are you here? Those who understand will understand this one. I said healing has not happened to you yet because prayer has not happened to you yet. If prayer should happen to you, healing will happen to you. Rise up in prayer. Go to God. Put your petitions before God. You've been trusting God to get married. And what? You have given up? Jabez, listen to me. His situation, also for, it was a hopeless situation. It is the kind of situation that this one, nothing can be done. Listen to me. If you can rise up in prayer, life is not all about what you see with your naked eyes. <laughs> there is more to life than you can see with your naked eyes. Rise up in prayer. Rise up. You've been sleeping from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. for the past 25 years of your life. What have you achieved? No, tell me. What have you achieved? What? What the sound? Bible says that little sleep and little slumber and your own poverty will come upon you. Poverty will come upon you like a thief. Your own poverty, your own. What the sound? The time that you must... Do you know that sleeping causes a lot of problems. In the, in the Bible, there, there, there were these two women who came to Solomon with an issue. In fact, that was the first problem he was faced with. Do you know what caused the problem? Sleep. 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 If you keep sleeping, you will keep sleeping on your destiny. Rise up and pray. Rise up. Do you think that it is, it is comfortable for me to be getting up every day to pray? Me too, I'm a human being. I get tired. Yeah, I get tired. But I pray. I pray. I pray. Even if it is two hours, I pray. If it is three hours, I pray. I pray. Every day I pray. Why can't you pray? You are, you are enjoying your body. So your problems will continue. Pastor Media, and that day, keep sleeping. Lazy generation of Christians. Pastor, the way I wish. It is not about the way you wish. Get up. I said, what? Get up and pray. Jabez cried. And God granted him his petition. When you cry, God will grant you your petition. Enough of the sleep. He said, First Kings chapter 3, verse 19 to 20. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. Can I imagine? So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son. She was also asleep. So let me tell you, if you keep sleeping, two things will happen to you. Number one, either you will sleep on your destiny or your destiny will be stolen. Whatever it is, you will miss your destiny. It is either you yourself, you are, you are sleeping, you will lay on your destiny, or somebody will take your destiny away from you. So rise up. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was, was, may God deliver you from the spirit of sleep. I said, may God deliver us, all of us, from the spirit of sleeping. Some of you, the time that we should be 
we should be praying at the times you are snoring. So the angel comes to your house with a package. Obebana, the snoring will drive him away. The angel is wondering what is happening here. What is happening here? So of you, your snoring cry is real nice. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. Do you know what it means? It means that when you keep sleeping, eh, exchanges take place in the realm of the spirit. Exchanges. Exchanges. I pray that after today, you become prayerful. Yeah. Eh? Oh, it's not everything we talk. You have to be prayerful. Have you noticed that anytime you stop praying, your interest in the things of God and even in church goes down? And I, when I see people who don't come to church, I know. I'm on fire. He doesn't pray. He doesn't pray. I'm on fire. The best pray that God should bless him. In other words, God, change my situation. When you come to God, eh, come with specific issues. Specific issues. Is it about your job? Come to him about your job. Let him know, Father, I need a job. Why do you need a job? Number one, Father, you know that I must survive. I must eat. I must wear clothes. Are you here? Are you here? Come with a purpose. And Father, you know I must pay tight. When I'm going to church, I must board the car. Didn't he say that, come and let's reason? This is how you reason. You reason with purpose. So tell, tell him why he should give you a job. Tell him. Father, I have identified a need in the church. I want to address it. But how can I address it when I don't have a job? I don't have money. Look, if he granted Jabez his request, he will grant your request. I said he will grant your request. The Bible says that he is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is the same forever. In other words, whatever he did yesterday, he is able to do today and he will do tomorrow. May he do it for you. I said may he do it for you. As you bring your request before God, may God grant your petitions. In the name of the Lord Jesus, come before him. Number two. He said that, enlarge my territory. I love this. I love this. This is a prayer of growth. A prayer of growth. Never come to God with a scarcity mentality. God is not broke. And God will never be broke. Let's look at Psalm 50 verse 10 to 12. He said, enlarge my territory. Enlarge. Listen to me. If you are trusting God to get married, come to God. Say, Father, bless me with marriage. Are you here? Number two, I want a woman who is like this. Don't, don't be so holy when you come. Then when the thing comes, say, this is not what I want. Did you tell him what you wanted? Did you? Tell him. Then when you are done, say, Father, I want you to bless me with triplets. Enlarge my territory. Bless me with triplets. Don't let anybody tell you that in our Enochra and buy. Forget it. Why? You believe that when you pray, he has answered. When you prayed, he has answered. Are you here? And so because he has answered, the second one too, he will answer. So you don't, you don't, no, 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 no. Father, I want you to give me a husband. I want this kind of husband. Lord, I want you to also give me triplets. In fact, in the first year of my marriage, I want to give birth to triplets. Lord, I want to live in Trasaco Valley. God is not broke. I am teaching you. He says that open your mouth, what? 
What? Small? Eh? Open your mouth small. He said, do what? Open it what? Wide! And I will do what? And I will fill it. Why are you opening it small? He says, open it wide. The one who has the filling material eh? says that open it wide. Oh, say no. Material and the best. Material and Is the material for you? Open it wide. And he will do what? He will fill it. Jabez was in pain. He said, God bless me. He has not seen the blessing. And then he added another. He said, enlarge my territory. Prayer of growth. Some of you, when you come to God, as if you are helping God. You are helping him not to be broke as you are. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Psalm 81 verse 10. Let's go back to Psalm 50. Let me finish this matter. Verse 10 to 11. He said, for every animal of the forest is what? Is mine. And the cattle on a thousand hills, I know every bird in the mountains. And the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I will not tell you. For the world is mine. And all that is in the world. I like the portion. He said that if I were hungry, I would not tell you. So when you come to me, ask me what you want. Don't think that if you ask me, I'll become broke and I'll come and ask you some. So even if I'm hungry, I won't come to you. So when you come to me, open your mouth wide. I will fill it. Amen? Ask God to enlarge your territory. You want to start a company. Ask God to give you the company. But once you say that, tell God, the Father, I want the company to become a multinational. I want the company to be bigger than MTN. I want the company to be bigger than Barclays. I want the company to be big. Yeah, it's not poor. We have been taught to be, to be uh, 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 moderate. And it has affected a lot of things in our lives. Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things. There are pastors who cannot even dream. Just a dream to own things. They can't dream. They can't dream. Pastors, what can they teach? If you, you, the shepherd, you are afraid to dream, can you teach your people to dream? Listen to me. When you come to God, eh, one thing you must learn, you must learn that God is big. Number two, he is bigger than all your problems. Number three, he has what it takes to solve all your problems and even give you more blessings. So don't never come to God with a scarcity mentality. If it were so, Jabez wouldn't have asked God to enlarge. And did you notice that God did not complain and say, you, you are not even thinking about your pain. God, God, God could have said that, that you, you are not thinking about how I will take you out of your pain. And you are adding enlarged territory. Solve one thing first. Is that what we have been told? One thing at a time. Huh? You think about car. I am telling you, when you are hungry, think about how, what to eat and think about a car to drive. Somebody was not well. And I told her that this is the time for you to plan for the next five years what you will achieve. It will sound weird, but you are giving God a reason to keep you alive and to, to, to give you long life and to satisfy you with long life.
I said, this is the time. Write the things you want to achieve. In the next five years, what do you want to do with your life? Yes, I know you are in your sick bed, but write it. Write it. This is what I want to do. Look, you defeat sickness in your mind huh? before it will happen in your body. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. So, stop approaching God with that scarcity mentality. And stop feeling sorry for God. Amen? Jabez was praying for blessing and enlargement at the same time. At the same time. And God granted all at the same time. I pray for you. As you gather the boldness and the courage to pray and to ask God for certain things, may he grant your petitions. May he grant your petitions. Number three. Oh, that your hand would be with me. There is one thing about life and expansion that all of us must understand. When you start growing very soon, you notice that you have reached your end in terms of your physical abilities. When you start growing, you, you, and that is why people easily go to shrines and things because you get to the stage where you realize that, okay, what pimp? Your physical abilities has gotten to its limits. Are you here? That is where you need the hand of God. You have to learn to depend on God's power. Amen? You must learn. And that was exactly what Jabez did. Dependence on God results in completeness or wholeness. When you depend on God, you become complete. You remember the story of the ten lepers? When Jesus asked them to go and show themselves to the priest, and on, the, on their way they got healed, one of them returned. Huh? Returning is a sign of dependence on God. He came back to say thank you. And when he came, Jesus says that, ah, but didn't I ask ten people to go and see the priest? How come only you came? Or see, be made whole on every part. So, when you depend on God, you become complete. And you become whole. Nothing can stop you. Amen? And so Jabez was saying that, Father, bless me, enlarge me, but fill me also with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power. The hand of God represents the presence of God. It represents the spirit of God. It represents the power of God. The hand of, may the hand of God come upon you. I said, may the hand of God come upon you. May the spirit of God fill you. May the power of God I like the book of Acts. It said, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. May the Holy Ghost come upon you. May you receive power. Listen, in this life, you cannot survive without the power of God. Jabez knew that without the power of God, he would go back to pain. Look, you can succeed. How many, have you ever heard somebody say that, Charlie, we have broken through before? The money we have made in this life, you have no idea. You've not heard it before. Me, I've heard it. Uh, and when I hear the question I ask them, so what happened? When you start making it in life, and you think that 
It is your natural abilities that is making it possible in your life. Very soon, you will know that natural abilities, they have a limit. Very soon. Oh, very soon. Oh, very soon. One sickness from the devil will hit you. Bang! And you will know that it is not natural abilities that heal sickness. It is the hand of God and the power of God that sustains a man. I hear. So, Jabez says that, Father, bless me, enlarge me, but also sustain me by your spirit. It is a prayer you must pray. Because as you begin to succeed, eyes will come on you. Huh? There are people, even in your family, who will come and ask you for help. It is not with a good heart. And you must have the spirit of God to be able to perceive, ah, I love Nehemiah. I love, Nehemiah said that one time when they invited him for a meeting, he perceived uh, that they wanted to do him harm. So he did not go. He met a man of God who said, uh, let us go into the temple to go and pray. He said, I perceived that he has been hired by Tobiah and Sambalat to come and cause me to sin against God. I perceived. When the power of God is upon you can perceive the devices of the enemy. You can. I said you can. Oh, you can. Oh, you can. And so you must pray that, Lord, bless me. Lord, enlarge me. But Father, also let your hand rest upon me. Let it rest upon me. Because you see, if the hand of God is not resting upon you, the enemies will play chaskele with your life. If you don't know chaskele, come to Ghana, we will teach you. No, come to Odoko. The enemy will play chaskele with your life. Just get it. The hand of God must be upon you. And some of you, you think that because you have not broken through yet, there is no need praying for the hand of God. As a matter of fact, this is the best time to pray for the hand of God to rest upon you. Because the blessing that is coming, eyes have not seen. I said eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. What God is about to do. So this is the time for you to pray that Father, let your hand rest upon me. Let your hand, let your hand come upon me. I know where God is taking me to. You see, there is something about knowing God that gives you a picture of your future. There is something about knowing God that gives you a picture of your future. Do you know why? Because God doesn't live in time. As, as God is with us here today, he is also in our future waiting for us. Bible says that he knows the end from the beginning. He knows. And so when you work with him faithfully, he is able to give you a glimpse of your future. I pray for you. May God give you a glimpse of your future. I said, may God give you. You see, sometimes, because you don't know what is in store for you, that is why you look down on yourself. That is why you despise yourself. That is why when little troubles hit you, you give up. But if God should open your eyes, may God open your eyes. I said, may God open your eyes. May you have a glimpse of your future. May you have it. It takes the spirit of God for you to see the future. It does. It takes the spirit of God. And Jabez prayed that prayer. Finally, he said, keep me from evil so that I will be free from pain. In life, you would always face spiritual resistance, opposition, and temptations. In fact, opposition, temptation, and resistance come as a package in this life. We must always pray that God would deliver us from temptation and from evil. Matthew chapter 6 verse 13. You will notice that 
there is one thing about Jabez. The fact that he did not want to remain in his situation. He didn't want to fulfill the prophecy of his mother. And he did not want his environment to define his destiny. And that is what I bring to you. Don't allow your environment to define your destiny. Matthew 6, 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the, from the evil one. Look, as you walk here, you think nobody is thinking about you. But there are demonic meetings that are going on against your life. You must pray that God will deliver you. I said you must pray. That is why God gave us the name Jesus. He says that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. And every tongue. Do you know what it means? It means that there are knees that are fighting you. There are tongues that are speaking against you. But you must apply the power in the name of Jesus to get those knees to bow to Jesus and those tongues to confess that Jesus is Lord. You must learn to apply. But how do that? You must pray. So you must do what? Listen to me. I have told you, if you don't pray, there are three things that will happen to you. Number one, you will sleep on your destiny. Number two, somebody will steal your destiny. And number three, your destiny will be exchanged. It's a bombay. Bombay. Between the time you are praying and the time that you receive the answers eh, is what I call the waiting time. <laughs> the waiting time is what a lot of us don't like. That is why we say things like, my bomb pious, nothing is happening. It is called waiting. Now, let me, let me give you something that will help you. What you need in your waiting time is patience. Is what? Is what? In the book of Hebrews, Bible says that we should follow those who through faith and patience obtained the promise. There are two ways by which you can obtain the promise. Number one is faith. Number two is patience. So, when you are praying, you must know that you need faith for your prayer to be answered and then you need patience to wait for God to answer you. Hebrews 6 12 said that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Give me NIV. Hebrews 6 12 said we do not want you to become lazy. Have you seen that one? But to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So the Apostle Paul is trying to say that if you lack faith and patience, you are lazy. So he doesn't want you to be lazy. So in between the time you are praying for that breakthrough and the time that God will answer the breakthrough, you need faith and patience. I pray that God will grace you with faith. That God will grace you with patience. Because you see, if you lack faith and patience, you will go ahead of God. I'm not here to tell you that the moment you pray, 
the next minute the thing will happen. God can decide to do it. It is called the sovereignty of God. But he can also decide not to do it now. Whatever be the case, have faith and have patience. And always remember that God hears prayers and he answers prayers. Hallelujah. God hears prayers and he answers prayers. I want to conclude with Psalm 34 verse 6 again. This poor man called King James. He said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Now, when a poor man cries, what is he crying about? What? What? Money. So, when you read a scripture that says that a poor man cried unto God and God heard him and saved him out of his, all his troubles, what do you think God did for him? God gave him money to pay the children's school fees, to pay the bills. God saved him from all his troubles. So if he was owing people, God saved him. Through a pep, and, and, and notice what the scripture says. It said, this poor man cried. The scripture didn't tell us exactly what he cried about, but he said the guy was poor. And the guy cried. And then he ended by saying that God saved him out of all his troubles. In other words, he prayed about his troubles. When you are praying, pray purpose-driven prayers. It brings swift answers. If you are pregnant, what you should be doing now is that God keep the baby. Keep me. Are you here? Yeah. God keep the baby. God keep me. God grant me strength. God grace me. Release angels into my life. Provide for the family. Father, I want to be comfortable. Yes. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be pregnant and be picking trotro. Somebody will say, I don't swear. Pray a purpose-driven prayer. My prayer is that all of you become purposeful in the area of prayer. You begin to list your needs and pray according to your needs and believe God that he will come through. The Lord bless you and thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to Reverend Jerry Payne. For more information about our ministry, kindly visit our website at www.disciplenationschurch.org or call us on 0244-733-659. Locate the workplace of Disciple Nations Church at Otoko Official Town Market near the Bonnie Ben Building or Sadiba Electronics in Accra. God bless you.